0: a lot of that comes from the fact that these days, you know, you give everybody a, a prize for participating, mm-hmm. whether they're good or not, because we don't want to hurt their self-esteem. And the, in, in some ways, the, the important thing
1: really is that you need to, to hurt their self-esteem. Well, you think they knew they were just bad and they... they no. and you no, don't. Think don't. So? Because
0: well, these people are surrounded by by people that that they oh yeah you seem they're surrounded by family that say oh yeah yeah you sing you seem good and, and whatever and and if you look at your life some of the most meaningful experiences that you ever had in your life were when you lost because it's when you when you lose that you learn character and that you learn mm-hmm. you learn sportsmanship and by not allow, allowing our kids to to lose by saying, well, yes, you get us
1: to get a, a ribbon because you participated. We're not allowing them to to learn what you learn by losing. Oh, you think of the Gong Show? They, no guys knew they were bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well,
0: but see, if you're on the Gong Show and you get and you get gonged, you say, oh well, that judge just thought I was was bad and he didn't like me. <laughs> and that's the problem. I I think it's so. I think it's so. So, really so dangerous that, that you know that we're, we're trying to build up all these kids self-esteem and what we build up instead is is their sense of entitlement to whatever they to whatever they want
2: mm-hmm. I
0: think it's I think it's a really bad um, I think it's a really bad thing that we're doing to our kids of course not us because we don't do that we know better. Of
1: course not. Better. There you go.
0: And the family, the, you know, the family, I think, understands what you know that kids need to lose. I mean, I used to go. I
1: to you mean, you don't and, think they should get a trophy for finishing last place in Little League baseball? Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> I mean, I used to go to speech contests, and um, um, I went to state qualifiers, and I didn't, I didn't win. But, I, but I, I I, had fun and I, you know, it, it honed my skills and even if I didn't win it, you know, I, I learned a lot from, from, you know, what I could be doing and it's just, um, like I said, it's really too bad that, that you know, we don't give our, ch- our kids the chance to lose. Uh, but that, you know. I
3: had a lot of chances to lose, and nobody rescued me. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody rescued Walden. Nobody rescued you. We turned out no, okay. but
1: yeah, but I also was a, a major risk taker. In other words, I I stepped out. You know, I I would do try things, and do things, and you know, some things are good, and some things have flopped. It was, but I I don't know what it, you know. I, I think you're born with that. I think you're born with a certain drive. Yeah. And I don't know, I think you have a lot of parents that worry about their kids that don't have any drive at all. So is their personality going to be squashed? I don't know.
0: But see, but see when you stepped out and, you, and if you flopped, you thought, well, it's, that's, it's, some, it's you know, I did that, and it, it, you didn't flop and say,
1: oh, well, you know, um, I, I should have won, but they didn't like me right. Or whatever. Right. No. They well, they didn't like what I was doing. Right. And you go on to something else, and that's the difference between
0: between the the whole before self-esteem and after self-esteem. hmm You flop on your own, and you don't go out uh, go out there saying I'm entitled to win because I'm just me. Mm-hmm. And I think, and that I think that's that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it teaches you so much because you know the world has no interest in your self-esteem, and the sooner that you learn that, and the sooner you learn that life is not fair and that kind of stuff, the better you are, better off you are. So I it's
1: not fair. Yeah. (laughs) It's not
0: fair. Okay, Mr. Mr. Zero. I suppose. But, there are some times when the
1: universe does tilt in your face. Uh-huh. But it's just, it's true. I, I think, and I, I think, I guess, I think you feel, I think the kids that realize the world does not own anything, and if they can go out and take a whack at it, whatever they want to try. Right. So, be, I, that's why I think. The families that encourage the kids to go out and try things and support them, it's the best way to, to allow the kids to expand and develop, really, rather than, right. support, you know. Support, but don't force. Support, but, you know, just, oh, the families are saying, you ain't going to do it. You ain't, you know, you're, you're no good. I mean, that's not going to ever help a kid. I mean, the, uh, just get out there and give it your best shot. That's what you do.
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: speaking of your best shot, do we have a question?
3: We have two questions. Okay. You have to give me, please, before you leave, your vote for five shows that you think warrant Bill's attention to put on Monday through Friday. And the second, of course, is your trivia question. So... You can have a Christmas trivia, you can have a radio trivia, and you must give me five choices. Which would you like to do first?
0: Okay, let's do the let's do the Christmas trivia.
3: Okay, well no, see you weren't supposed to do that.
0: <laughs>
3: no, I got it, I got it. Don't worry about me. Here it is. I got it. Wait a minute. I have a couple marked off. Um Um gee, you know, he knows everything though.
1: Uh, um what color is the white christmas tree? Excuse me?
0: What would you say?
1: <laughs> say what color? Yeah, what color is the white christmas tree in the and Maui radio show we just heard.
0: You know I actually only heard the, the end of that show where she was doing uh, a night before christmas. Um So I so I'm going
1: I'm going to guess white. But I don't know.
3: Oh my god. It's a very good guess. That's, that's a very good that's guess. That's exactly it. Of course, how many other colors would you paint a Christmas tree?
1: I don't know, but I but see, I guess I would do a warm up Can I would have time to yeah. prepare oh, the whole Oh, I run? thought this was the real thing. No, hmm. no. Okay. You
3: want Alrighty. me? You, want,
1: you really want me come? In, you really want me come in with the uh, the home run question? Which is? I don't know. I have to create one oh, in two okay. seconds. okay. Well, I've got one. Okay, good. I
3: was originally going to ask you to tell me what Britt Reed's crime fighter name was. But I know you know that. So give me that name first. Wait, what was the question? Britt Brit Reed was a crime fighter. What oh, was his crime okay, fighter the Green name? Hornet. The Green Hornet. Okay, so here for you, because you know all of this stuff, I want to ratchet it up and I want you to give me the name the names of two characters in that show.
0: Uh, Michael Axford. Very good. And Cato.
3: And Cato. Dynamite. Dynamite.
0: Actually, a third one. And the Green Hornet, the car. No, Black Beauty, the car. I, the thought, I thought you were going to
1: ask him a really tough question of that one. Name the two reporters of the show.
3: Oh, well, Mike Axelrod. That's right. Um,
1: and who's the other one?
3: Um, there was another reporter. That's and right. there was also a copy editor. That's right. And the secretary. That's right. Don't, um... And the police department That's died. was right. always um, insisting that the Green Hornet was evil. Right. And he had... You no, know, Cato was his only manservant. Yeah, I don't think he had anybody else. Didn't Cato,
0: did he go from Japanese
3: to Filipino? Yes. Well, it, the, the legend says yes. But the evidence suggests otherwise. Does the evidence suggest he was always Filipino? No, I do
1: have some uh, greenhorn from '38 that was Japanese. They referred to, they referred to him as Japanese. Uh-huh. But I don't think I don't think the the switch happened because of Pearl Harbor. Hmm. I think it was some other time.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, um. So, do you know the, the name of the other reporter?
0: No.
3: Do you know the name? I don't either. I was asking Walden. Walden, do you know he's You asked the uh-huh. question. You have uh, to have the
1: answer. Ed, well, Ed Lowry. If you go by the <gasps> 1930s, that's him.
3: Now, Ed Lowry was the other reporter? Correct. Or was he the copy
1: person? No, c- the copy, copy was, was, was gut, uh, gut, Gutner. Guttner. It started with a Hard G. He was a copy guy. Wow. And well, then, you're good. And then then Lenore Case with the secretary.
3: That's the one. Right. Thank you. Lenore,
1: that's a name mm-hmm. you don't hear. No, no, yes. no you don't. Lenore Case. Um, she wound up knowing, um, but secret identity. And then the gal who was in the back seat of the car, the other reporter, she she mm-hmm. knew. So there was a couple people eventually knew. And also the head of the the chief of police during the 52 knew. So by then, a bunch of people started to know who the Green Hornet was.
3: You know what a secret is? A secret is, is a piece of information that nobody knows other than the person who holds it. Once you tell a person, it's all over. It is no longer a secret. All right, well, well, you did just fine. Mm-hmm. So you want beat and I'm supposed to be out still looking for your theater shows. Yep, that sounds good to me. All right. There was something I was going to ask you. Hold on, don't go away. 2.2 two
1: equal 4?
3: Yeah, that too. Oh, okay. Yeah, not in your math. <laughs> not in my math, theater five. I think I sent you Theater 5, did I not?
0: Got it off of
3: the O T R R. Okay. OTRR. Okay. Um, okay. Never mind. I will. I will just go out hunting. I'm doing so well. I will go hunting. The end. You did good. Oh, oh, oh! Wait, wait. We have to go through your thing. Okay. Suspense. Radio City Playhouse. Fibber McGee and Molly. Philip Marlowe, Ozzie and Harriet, Inner Sanctum, Gunsmoke, Edgar Bergen, Red Skelton, Six Shooter, Dick and Sade, Life with Luigi, Family Theater, Mercury Theater, Awful Shows, and Amos and Andy. Okay,
0: so you want...
3: Oops, I'm sorry, and the Aldrich family and Jack Benny.
0: Okay, so you want five more, or just, or just? No,
3: I, I want you to vote for five of these.
0: Ah, okay, of course, uh, suspense. Okay. Gun smoke?
3: Gun, gun smoke is coming in hot and heavy, gun smoke, okay. Uh,
0: Radio City Playhouse?
3: Mm, Radio City Playhouse, okay.
0: Um, family Theater?
3: Mmm, family theater, got it.
0: Uh, tell me again the drama
3: type. Um, show. Drama, you've got that one. Um, just hold on. February theater, you've already got. Uh, Mercury theater.
0: Uh, monkey wrench into your schedule yeah you know what walton i think you're right okay I'll, I'll, I'll vote for february
1: and molly because because we do need one day of comedy there you go and it, and
3: <laughs> yes it does, okay.
0: it does hold up
3: hey yep nobody nobody nominated gildersleeve
0: i find gildersleeve difficult to listen to i don't i tried it and i even I even collected all of the shows that I could find and I tried to to start listening and to see if I could kind of acquire a taste and I just couldn't. So I think
3: I think you I think it's a show that you either like or you don't like. There's not a whole lot in between.
1: I think I think you have to I think a, a non diehard had to pick it up at the right time. I think by nineteen forty four, the third season, it settled in.
3: Um, you know, that's that's interesting. You're right, because it did evolve, I, and it never stopped evolving. Right. So you're right. If you hop in at the right point, you're going to think of it in that way, no matter which other ones. I listened to a Gildersleeve this week. It was When he tried to give up smoking, I think it was 1949. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. It was a 1949 show, and I don't recall having heard it before. I must have. I can't imagine that I didn't, but I I, uh, I, in my travels I had come across some Gildersleeves and I pulled out oh maybe six or seven of them that had titles I didn't recognize and this was one of them. And it was Hal Terry and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I uh, But I'm it, a, was, it a, was later on it was later on in the show, so he had evolved as well.
1: Correct. I mean I, I like Gildersleeves, but I've written to every single episode least twice, some some more. But if I were going to introduce people, I know they don't like it, if they stick with the first year or two, if you're not a true diehard. Um, I, and I'm wondering if the same thing would apply for Fibber. If, if, if people would just listen to the 1935, 36, 37, 38, um, would they have given up on it. it. Oh. Yeah. 38,
3: had, I think it was okay. They were they were really moving into their own in 1938. But so I think really good shows. I think
1: by 41, they were in, they were humming along. And I think that's when people. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. You know, I use 40 as the as the threshold, but 41 they were really popping.
1: they were really popping. They, poppin'. yeah. they
3: really popped during World War 2 Right. And had. I think it, maybe it, we ought to, to
0: kind of suggest uh, just for
1: the sake of completeness that we haven't one alternate. Okay. And I think
0: that that alternate should be awful shows.
1: I think he's gonna <laughs> make I think he's gonna make the list. Uh, yes
3: I think works. I think
1: all the Patricia's awful show is gonna make the final cut. It very it very well could. I think so. I, yeah. Would you rather take, substitute that for them February, that way you know you eat re- Yeah okay yeah, I, Think so. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to do I, Bill, I'm think so. i going to do Bill Bragg a big favor, I'm not, he'll, 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 he, I can just imagine him announcing can tape one, Patricia's Awful Show, and have no clue what that's about, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm going to make sure that the Awful <laughs> Show, the Awful Show, it will be heard on Friday, he'll, he'll wonder what, Hold it
3: on the phone. <laughs> I can hear it now. Kim, get Walden on the phone. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Okay, so I will delete Zibber and Molly okay, can, and yeah. add to yeah. the awful shows. Yeah.
1: Okay. Kim, Kim will tell Bill that's a BBC show, Bill. It, that's a very unique.
0: Well, if it's out of England, and we don't want it. We have all time radio here.
3: Oh my goodness, yes, it, it would certainly require a preamble. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah. So, well, Kurt, thank you so much for having such a great conversation well, tonight. I, I, I really, you know, really enjoyed it. We yeah. covered everything from from Bob Dylan to yeah. Gildersleeve.
0: Of random acts of kindness and uh, and and. Uh
3: uh-huh. And Tootsie Rolls. And, t- t- and whatever Rolls. And t- whatever Wal- Wal- yeah. Walden's for dinner. And appetite. That should go, have gone the top
0: of the list, yeah. Yum, yum, yum.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, guys. Is, are, are, you, are you back to just Saturdays as of, this, as of
1: tonight? No. M- we're going to do Monday. Ah, well, that's right. Yeah, we're doing Monday, and, and then, then Patricia's going on strike during the first year of the year.
3: Uh, no, wait, it's not my fault. No, then we'll go back to regular Saturdays, yeah. because nobody invited us to do anything other than that.
1: Except for Bob. Bob from Wisconsin. Threatening and that, oh, yeah, oh yeah. my
3: goodness, Bob from Wisconsin. So and I told him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder
3: if... I told him that one time. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if, if uh, Bill and Mike are going to start up as of, um, well, actually, it would be either as of Tuesday or
1: as of Wednesday. Well, I think Bill will. I, I would assume Mike is probably still down in Mexico, but I don't... Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I will probably call you
0: for New Year's and uh, keep up the good work and I will
3: talk
0: to you later. Sounds okay, good. Okay Kurt,
3: thanks a bunch. Okay. You have a good night. Be safe. You
1: too. Well, oh, he's out driving. Right. Yeah.
3: You guys are a menace. You're enough of a menace before you do anything awful like
1: that. Five four five two o seven one. You can send your driver's license to us. Maybe we can drive around town at 714-545. Two oh seven one. Hello there. You're on there. Well, you guys are still up. How could you tell?
2: I um I I heard some familiar voices and I said, oh,
1: they're still up. Hey, you you sound tired. I am. Well, but, it's uh, only eleven o'clock in Hawaii. and I know, and I feel so um. You feel guilty about that?
2: Yeah, because you guys sound like you guys. Either
1: on something or... Patricia, it's 4 o'clock in the morning for Patricia, and she's wide right awake, and you're
3: pooped at 11. That doesn't make fair sense, does it, Ron? You always put the word only in front of my clock. <laughs> it's only 4 o'clock. It's only 2 o'clock. Ron, he's picking on me again. we Not that, we're talking with with, uh, We're talking with Ron in Hawaii. Especially when you're
2: 78 years old, and you get so chipper. It's just unbelievable.
3: What you need—you know, people who are as old as I am need special considerations. And all I get from Walden is it's only 4 o'clock. <laughs> it's only 4
0: o'clock.
2: It's yeah. It's to 3. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, anyway, what's up? Do you have anything thrilling happen tonight? Yeah, well, we're out too soon, so we're eating Patricia Carmel at the moment, so that's the big news of the night. <laughs> he ate
3: he went through pounds of tootsie <laughs> rolls. Long pounds of this stuff. When we get him to Hawaii for a visit, mm-hmm. we're going to have to get a hand cart to get him from <laughs> place to place.
1: And and now Patricia's gonna roll me in the snow. She thinks I'm missing a I'm missing a great experience for not pointing in the snow. So she, I, she's volunteered to move to she volunteered to go been part of our vacation time in the snowbank. So the midwest somewhere. No the
3: midwest. Yep. Well, we're gonna push him into a snowbank and leave him there is what
1: we're
3: gonna do. Uh-huh. If yeah, I well, card, we wouldn't do that. Did already play or not yet?
1: Nope, oh, they're, dear. they're on New Year's Day. Oh dear. They're at t- 10 o'clock in the morning west coast time, so it'll be 8 your time. What game is that? They're playing the, uh, they're playing Orlando, the Cap City Bowl against Georgia. That's gonna be a tough game to a ten point underdog.
2: Everybody's yeah,
1: at what Oklahoma or Texas? Oklahoma Texas saying um it's a week from Saturday. A week from today. Oh, it's not
2: a, okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright. Yep. So we but right. right? And Barkley's not playing. He's not
2: He's injured, right?
1: Yeah, right. Okay, we didn't even get the sports out of the way. I love- we, didn't say, we didn't say sports. We, you and I never mentioned one name of sport. We just talk about colleges. Liar, liar. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the, um,
3: you know, I like, I like the Hal Perry, um,
2: the later years, you know?
3: And that's what I listened to. You're absolutely right. He sounded different. He sounded oh, less pompous, I guess. I don't know. He it was it was I thought it was Willard Waterman until I heard the credits.
2: You know something, um, Walden? You think Willard Waterman? Um, because, okay, you hear him in the halls of Ivy as um, um as a character, one of the guys that right. donated a lot of money to the school. Right. right. Uh huh. Um, now, and then you hear him, um, that you see was on, on screen,
1: or what, but, now, did he make his voice sound like Hal Perry, or? No, they, it was that way, because when they were working in Radio Chicago, they got together before every show and decided which one could be high and which one could be low, because their natural voices were so close to each other, and they knew it, had they had to play off each other. Um, I think so. I, I think I he's more think distinctive. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think his temperament was a little lower than um, Hal Perry.
1: Um, I met Willard Wallerman in 1984. He was a very nice man. Um, I would say Willard Wallerman was definitely a dramatic actor because that's a lot of his roles were before, you know, we think of comedy. I mean, you know, the last couple of times we've been playing the first night show where he playing can he get the um, you know, in the, uh, Little Town Bethlehem. It's just
2: I was listening to an interview with Willard Waterman and do you know that when, you know, they auditioned mm-hmm. for television, Hal Perry auditioned also <laughs> and, and Willard Waterman got
1: the job. I did not know that part. That's, that's funny. Yeah,
2: they both auditioned.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the famous, you know, that almost reminds me of um, the you know Charlie Chaplin. Did you guys notice, you you know, Back in the early days, like in the teens, they used to Charlie Chaplin was so big. They used to have these Charlie Chaplin contests where people would you know mimic and try to be Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin decided to enter it, and he wound up second because he <laughs> <laughs> he wound up second in his own what? contest. I was
2: yeah. But you know. They
1: were. But, you
2: know, they I mean, were.
1: They were not. Hal Perry wasn't bitter because Will Waterman got the job. Right. Okay, so. Well, I think what well, I think the true reason was how agent signed him to CBS and thought he could move Kraft food to CBS and Kraft didn't want to leave NBC. And
2: that was Out
0: that Kraft would want to move to CBS.
1: Right. And it would be a natural move. Right. And then, you know, when they did it, then they had to do something with Hal Perry. Yep.
2: And, you know, I think that what was interesting was that the leader of the Jack Meekham, the band yep. director, he went with Hal Perry to CBS you know, yep. for a little while. Or whatever. Yep. But, but um, and, and I think. Sometimes you would hear uh,
1: Shirley Mitchell be on the her. That's right. Uh, I think you know if you think about it, in a lot of ways, what made Ghostly go was Walter Tetley. I don't know if if Walter wasn't doing the show, um, would have it would ha, it have lost some of its appeal? Oh, definitely. You know when they had the television
2: show itself without Walter Tetley. Yep. It
1: wasn't, it wasn't the Right. Um, I don't, yeah,
2: you're right. Walter Tetley made
1: the show. He made the show because, right. if you think about it, you had different girls with you, had different Marjories, you had a lot of different players in the show, but Walter Tetley was a mainstay. And also,
2: They were all good together, you mm-hmm, know? They were. They were all good together. Yeah, now, what's the name of the... Earl what? Ross? Earl Ross was a judge, I think. That's see. right, Earl Ross. And, Peavy uh, was, um... Dixler y- You know,
1: you know
2: something? You, you
1: remember the City of the Dead? Yeah, that's him. That's that's Peavy, right? Yep, That that's, that's Dick Grand, correct. Yeah, yeah. What, what role did Dick Legrand play in February, McGee and Molly? Yeah, um, Corey. Oh, sorry. Patricia, remember?
3: Was it the old timer? No. No, 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 no. It was. um... Vincent. Oh. Uh, That's right. Was it Ollie? Uh, That's
1: right.
2: Ollie. Ollie. Ollie, yep. Ollie, Ollie yeah.
1: yeah. Ollie, yeah. Yep.
2: But Dick Legrand played PV. Right. It was really, really good. That's right. I would say that for <laughs> me. He was really good. He was. And, and the guy that played the bobber was very good. Arthur K. Bryan? The yep. That,
1: he was doctor.
2: He was a doctor in Philly Gym Molly?
1: Correct. Mm mm-hmm. hmm.
2: He, he was Elmer Fudd.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, dear. I mean,
2: he was very good, you know. And, yeah. Um, I mean, no, they, that's.
1: Those people made the Gilderslee, the Gilderslee. It sure was. I think in a lot of ways, Gilderslee is the strongest ca- overall character cast of a lot of comedy shows. It was just strong, dis- distinct personalities in that show. But you know, when he was in Fitbit and Molly, his
2: character was so different. hmm So, so different. Yep. You're a hard Mamma man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> act like
0: that
2: in the Great Gildersleeve. So right. so it was quite it was quite interesting how they portrayed Gildersleeve Sleeve and Primigan and he was married in Primigure Molly. Yeah,
1: somehow he didn't he, somehow you were the bachelor on the Great Gildersleeve show, isn't that something? Yeah. He wasn't married on
2: the Great Gildersleeve, But in the show he was
1: married.
2: Yeah. And they finally he he had
1: he was gonna move, right? Is that how they transitioned the thing over? Yep. Yep. He was gonna he was gonna be uh the share taker of his niece and nephew business, and then he then the judge the got mad at him and forced him to stay in Summerfield to take care of him. And
2: thanks
1: to Patricia she sent me the the the, the beginning part of the Great Okay, who was the original sponsor of of the audition?
2: Wasn't Johnson Wax That's right. And then they yeah, they didn't, they didn't last very long, right? Well it
1: was just an audition. Yeah.
2: Because, did
1: the, audition tape. because the reason why, um the young guy the the agency thought Josh would be a great summer replacement for Firm McGee Molly. But the old man wanted ranking Sherman. And the young guy was so upset he wanted him to solve gilders for you to craft food. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: But craft was a long, long running sponsor. Though.
1: Sure was.
2: Long running sponsor. And you
1: know it's amazing how how many shows they were able to save of the great guilders scene. Yep. Well we're, we're making we're making about oh Somewhere in the '60s, during the during the war, and we're missing from uh, the minute show most of the 15's and a lot of the last two years, last well, two or three years. So, what are some gaps there. Ah, uh, there's enough
2: to listen to, though. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch to listen to. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to you guys on New around 12 o'clock Walden time. 10 o'clock my
1: time, so we can play it all night You I'm think, you think Patricia will be there at 3 in the morning? You better be, Patricia. What? Are you going to be there?
3: Of course, okay. you know.
1: I know. I just want you to say hi.
3: I'm, my tail might not be bushy, but I know. I'll be bright-eyed.
2: Uh... <laughs> well,
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Whatever. Great. I think what she'll be doing, she'll be bouncing her little tail on that night. She'll just or her little dun 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 uh, dun. That's, that's that.
2: we do the large smoke. Yep.
1: All over there. Yep. Yep. Patricia can be here the bubble machine. There you go. Turn off the bubble uh-huh. machine. Yeah.
2: So, Patricia, did you find anything exciting on the internet recently?
3: No. Isn't that awful? I'm sorry. I haven't. All right.
2: Well, anyway, you got the adventures of Frank Race and I'm happy because...
3: I, I do, but you know before I send Frank Race I will find something that will make you smile.
2: Well, whatever you send me, even those h- awful shows made me smile.
1: <laughs> well, we we're kind of
2: grimaced with pain at the beginning.
1: That's right. Now, you got to vote for the top five shows now. Um,
3: Right. What are the five shows? All right. Hold on. Let me go through my list here. You have to choose five out of this group: Suspense, Radio City Playhouse, Sibber McGee, Philip Marlowe, Ozzie and Harriet, Inner Sanctum, Gunsmoke, Edgar Bergen, Red Skelton, Six Shooter, Vic and Sade, Life with Luigi, Family Theater. Mercury Theatre, Awful Shows, Amos and Andy, Aldrich Family, and Jack Benny. That's pretty much two thirds of it all time radio.
2: <laughs> I think um, I think that Ozzy and Harry would be great.
3: Ah, yeah, okay. You get four more.
2: And I think uh, Jack Benny would be great. Okay. Well, family Theater might be kind of
3: nice. Family Theater. Hold on, i got to find it. There it is. Okay.
2: And I
3: think Gunsmoke. And Gunsmoke. Boy, Gunsmoke is really coming out ahead here.
1: And now we got one more to go. Adventures of Philip Marlowe.
3: Oh, oh good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love Philip Marlowe. Girl. Cool. And what was his famous opening cast phrase, everybody?
1: I got the tray. Yep. The road. road. <laughs> That's right. I think you're absolutely right.
3: And you wind up in prison, the gutter, or the grave. grave.
1: Yeah. Maybe get it and get it straight. Yeah, get
2: it
3: straight. But here's a P.S. to that mm-hmm. it was not the opening for the entire run of the series. Oh. Well, I don't think For the beginning of the series, and it was quite a few shows, Van Heflin. they did not have a standard opening.
1: Yeah, Van Heflin did not use that.
0: He wasn't
1: that good, was he? Well, he was a good Chicago radio actor. Then he went to Hollywood and became an Oscar award winning. But nothing...
3: But as, as Philip Marlowe. No. He, he didn't have the tough guy No. That, um, whatever. But you know,
1: you know what would have been interesting? It's Dick Powell. You know that guy in the movies is, is making that "Murder My Sweet" at Philip Marlowe. Would he been a good fi- Philip Marlowe on radio? I don't, I don't, I think, mm-hmm. I think we think Joe Moore—that's his show. I think anybody listening to that besides it, it's gonna have a hard time.
3: Sure, it was, it was like Sam Spade. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, Howard Duff. Yeah.
2: This yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he turned it down. He did it, and then he said no, nah. and then he went for Richard Diamond.
3: As Johnny
2: Dollar. Nope. Okay. But
1: because he he sounded too much like Richard Diamond. I don't know. If well, he did that before Richard Diamond. Remember, he did that uh, j- j- December seventh of forty-eight, and he did Richard Diamond in forty-nine. So, um, you know, but I think he chose the right vehicle. Oh, definitely. I mean, he, he is Richard Diamond. I don't, I don't, I don't. Sh- he doesn't sound like a Johnny Dollar. He doesn't. And then, What? Rogue
2: Gallery? Yep.
1: Yeah. And
2: there was one more, right?
1: Rogue Gallery. Okay, now what's the member of his alter ego? Huh? Who's his sidekick in Rogue Gallery?
2: The bird, right?
1: Yeah, who is that? What's the name? I
2: don't know if he's my bird. What's the name of the bird?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's that is, that that's the joke. Ju- that's the question. Who who what the
3: name oh. of
1: And it's a play on words.
3: I don't think I've ever heard that show. I'm not gonna be any help, Ron.
1: And it's a play on words, Ron. Oh Corey, cool. tell me are you. Alright. Well it's Igor. And, Igor, that's and, right. and and the reason why it's it's rogue spelled backwards. Oh
2: Igor. Are you
1: serious? Yes. Who was the clever bunny who came up with Whatever that Whatever the writers, they did it. For, that was the Dick, Dick Powell show, 1946. And Igor only showed up, Patricia, when, when Richard Diamond, when uh, Dick Powell got knocked on the head. And he went on to the, uh, the ninth, let's see, the 11th floor of heaven. The ninth, oh, the 11th. Oh, I have heard Yeah, of and them. so that's Igor. And that's what this uh, rogue spelled backwards.
2: they
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah.
2: But you know, so Great it's, fun. He, it's amazing. Like, we talked talking about it once before. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as many times as they have been hit on the head, they've never talked about having a break or No!
3: Amazing. No, never. And they woke up, and, um, my gosh, one of the detectives the other night was in the hospital, and they gave him blood, and he woke up and said, Where am I? What happened? I got a, Let me see now. We have to go down. Give me my jacket. We have to go <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's jo- oh you know, my Richard my
1: Diamond beaten up, beaten up, they're smacked up. Uh-huh. Johnny Dollar got a couple bullets. I gotta get going, you know. I gotta kick my body off the. Sure.
3: Johnny Dollar was great for for getting conked. Yep. You know, and they always brought him back with this woo 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 woo
1: woo. Oh, Johnny Hearing Dollar. The background, would, I hear you know,
3: the voices. What are they? Johnny.
1: That's true. Johnny would get shot. That's right. He
3: was shot a couple of yep. times. He was in the big time, yeah. Yeah. He He
2: was good.
3: What detective got
1: beaten up the most, everybody? Well, who do you think?
3: Hmm. I would say Gerald Moore. Philip Marlowe. Philip Marlowe, okay. Um, I mean, he was beaten up. Well, no, 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 no. I take that back. Okay. Pat Novak. Pat Novak was beaten within an inch of his life in every single show (laughs) and sometimes twice. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, he was pummeled.
2: So did the but pe- he
3: was fine when he went to the bar. Yeah,
0: loose.
2: trumpet player
3: And what, now, what
1: two detectives ever got beat beat up once? Never? Never.
3: With uh, Nero Wolf.
1: That's one. I haven't thought about him. There's two others then. Oh,
3: there's more. Really? Yeah. Um, Candy Madsen.
1: I haven't thought about her. Yeah, that's a go in. I'm thinking of two others. I guess we have quite
3: a lineup there. I guess so. I okay, who?
1: Cool. Sherlock Holmes. I don't think ever Sherlock Holmes ever got beaten up.
3: Except when he got thrown over the cliff by Professor Moriarty. Uh, that's Mariardi, right. That's right. Okay.
1: But that, but he wasn't. That's but that's right. okay. Yeah. And Mister Keene, they cu- kindly met together.
3: Who should track a kindly, invest- kindly old <laughs> investigator. <laughs> old, he was a yeah. kindly old. old yeah, who, would, who would attack an old man? Yeah. Well, if you were bad enough that you committed murder, I guess you could attack an old man. I guess so. And
2: and near Wolf was too
3: fast. Yeah. Nobody would, like would dare.
1: He had Archie there. Archie would be the one taking all the stuff for him.
3: Yeah. He was a good bluffer too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was one time, for example, somebody was in his office with a gun and Archie was backed up against the wall and he and Nero Wolf were having a showdown and Nero Wolfe had his hand in the top desk drawer. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I will shoot you. Yep. I will shoot you. He said, you don't have a gun in there. I will shoot you. <laughs> and... The guy finally gave up, and of course he was bluffing. He didn't have anything in there okay. except the letter opener. Oh, yes. So that was good. I really like Nero Wolf. I well, do not like Super I'm, Green Street. I like Nero Wolf. I'm going to
2: be cradling myself to bed. So uh, Aww. guys
1: Alright, Ron. Did you work
2: tonight?
1: Huh? Did you work tonight? That's right.
2: That's how come we didn't call you, because our
0: performance
3: for the Hawaiian trio
2: and didn't want to take a break so
0: it was a long day.
1: Oh. oh Did, did you, do your hands ever get cramped up or anything like that? Not really. Uh huh.
0: Some
2: people think my brain got cramped up. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll see you guys on Wednesday, okay? Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Aloha. Aloha.
3: What a gang.
1: There she goes. Ron from what Hawaii. What
3: a gang. Okay, do you have a vote? And then I'll get to my... Oh, we still have your questions Oh, we to got go. three
1: more. We got three more of my questions.
3: Yeah. Wanna wait for a vote? We can do that anytime.
1: We can do that. We can do that next week. We can, you know, yeah. no big deal. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But we can't do your questions. No. Any time. We have to do them tonight.
1: That's right. Okay, you gotta come up okay. with new ones on
3: Monday. I, You've got your Stump Walton question, which I would like to leave until last. Okay. So I'm asking that you choose between your presidential question and your baseball question. Oh, you pick. I will pick the baseball question. Oh. This is really cool. Okay. I am learning so much, but please don't tell anybody, okay? Well, right. adorable. I I think you're...
1: I think, as John, everybody thinks you're going to become a sports fan. That's the
3: <laughs> Wash their mouths out with soap for me.
1: <laughs>
3: That's oh what my John said. Goodness. Yeah, we
1: all know Patricia's going to become a sports fan. They're they've, get they've convinced of this. They have know. faith. Yeah.
3: Bless their hearts. You guys have faith. <laughs> well, I have never been known to deliberately disappoint anybody, so I'll just tell you up front, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, baseball question. Mm-hmm. In 1920, Ray Chapman of the Cleveland Indians became a first in baseball history. What did he do? He he died. He got killed. He with, died. Yeah. That's right. he, he, <laughs> he oh God. oh. He, he got color.
1: killed. He got killed uh, by a ball, by a pitch by ball. By a
3: bean ball. Yeah. Yes, he was yeah. the first one to die from a. And I don't have any of the details other
1: than it was by a giant. I'm trying to think of his name. He was a submariner. And what that means, you know, he threw underhanded.
3: Underhanded, yeah.
1: And he got killed. The ball hit right.
3: Wow, you know, I mean, somebody, they're they're almost semi Semi well they they flung from the side. I mean it wasn't like a lob <laughs> like you would do for a bowling ball. Right. It was really a, almost a sidearm pitch right. that they used. And my god, the power. Yep. Obviously. And um mm mm mm. Yeah. I don't yep. know. But rule eight point oh two. I looked this up. Oh the uh-huh, Major League Baseball rulebook, 8.02, intentionally pitching at the batter. It is not very stern punishment, you know? Oh. They were supposed, yeah, and, and a few years ago, mm-hmm. the reporting, like in the New York Times, yeah. said that if a pitcher beamed a batter, he would be expelled from baseball not the game. He wouldn't be ejected from the game. He would be expelled from baseball. Well, I thought, wow, you know, I think I should have known that if that were really the case. And I went out and I dug around and I found out that it was rule book, 8.02 in, in the rule book. And I looked it up and it just isn't a big deal, Walt. And It says if in the, and this is beaming somebody with,
0: and that's